Galnet News Digest, 11th of July 3303. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news. Giving the dog star a good kicking. Double Action Jackson benefits MetaDrive. Advances in auto-docking announced. More boring stars found. Lave Radio Network wins base. Giving the dog star a good kicking. Following last week's posthumous rallying cry from Kahina Loren, or Salome, commanders across the galaxy have rallied behind a campaign to give the Sirius Corporation a good kicking. Loren spoke of a shadowy organisation controlling the entire sphere of human influence, concealing information about the impending alien invasion and preparing for a mass evacuation to distant suns. She identified the Sirius Corporation as a key player in this conspiracy and implored commanders to force them to come into the open by opposing. Operation Sirius Business seeks to do just that. It's working to reduce the influence of the Sirius Corporation in as many systems as possible, with the aim of forcing them into retreat and hitting the Corporation where it hurts, in the wallet. It's already achieving significant success. The Sirius government, under Lee Yong-ri, has issued a statement acknowledging the allegations against the Sirius Corporation and reminding commanders that the two Sirius entities are separate. Operation Sirius Business had decided to ignore the Sirius presence in the Procyon system in order to assist commanders who wish to acquire a Sirius system permit. Apart from that one system, though, the Sirius Corporation is under attack from all sides. Meanwhile, in Shinrata Desra, the shadowy organisation known as the Dark Wheel watches the conflict with interest. Double Action Jackson benefits MetaDrive. The Buckyball Racing Club's latest event, Double Action Jackson, is underway. This offers competitors the opportunity to die horribly while supercharging their frameshift drives at the neutron star known as Jackson's Lighthouse. Any survivors are invited to submit their findings about the effects of neutron stars on frameshift drives to MetaDrive Incorporated, a wholly owned subsidiary of the Sirius Corporation. Whether this puts the buckyballers at odds with Operation Sirius Business remains to be seen. Advances in autodocking announced. Minion Management Limited, the company behind the standard docking computer used in most ships around the galaxy, has announced a package of upgrades after a long-standing defect was discovered. The automated docking system has long been programmed to take account of the maximum thrust an engine can deliver, but it's been found that it doesn't take into account the time an engine takes to spool up to maximum thrust. A fix has now been developed and is expected to be released as version 2.4 of the docking computer software. That release will also see docking computers performing far more rapidly and aggressively, while still allowing the fastest courier to touch down as gently as a feather. The new software has been tested using a shieldless, hyper-engineered ship capable of boosting to 1200 meters per second, and the ship still approaches smoothly with no hypercorrection, no rocking, and it still hits the flight deck 
at less than 7 metres per second. According to the test pilot, it rides as smooth as butter. Meanwhile, station traffic controllers have been instructed to stop greeting commanders as they leave the station. And if you engage the external camera whilst browsing the system map, as you fly a fighter in a combat zone, you are far less likely to crash than you used to be. Allegedly. More boring stars found. There are more boring stars in the galaxy than even the most jaded explorer might imagine. Scientists have discovered that up to one-third of the stars in the galaxy are brown dwarf stars, which are dim, dull and uninteresting. Estimates now say that there may be 100 billion of these dreary stars in the galaxy. Scientists the world over are now poised, waiting intently to hear if Stellar Forge successfully predicted this discovery. Lave Radio Network wins base. With the help of several other factions, the Lave Radio Network has won its first planetary base. So, what base have they won? Is it opulent churn terminal? Or busy and business-like Watts survey? Is it exotic navigator terminal with its tales of distant worlds? It's none of these. Lave Radio Network's first base in the Lave system is Goldstein Depot, a small base distinguished by its non-tolerance of combat weapons and the fact that it has no commodity market and a strict no-visitors policy. But that's alright, because Goldstein Depot is on the planet Lave 2, a planet that's completely off-limits anyway, on the orders of the commander of Lave Station himself. So even if the radio network had won a base that was worth having, they wouldn't have been able to visit it anyway. And it looks like it'll stay that way until there's another Lave Revolution. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to.